was just curious how, so, you know, we were just kind of talking about what we've had going on, you know, the mom life, the dad life with Chris, the, um, you know, they're about to bring a new baby into the world. You guys are, and there's just a lot going on, right? Spring seller's market. It's just been kind of, I don't think we've been, I don't think that we have done a podcast here's why we haven't done a podcast in so long is because of the way that the market is because we haven't had time. We really don't still don't have time, but like we haven't done a podcast since the market got crazy. crazy. Well, and part of that is because, so when you're in a seller's market and you are dealing with multiple, multiple offers, you know, the problem is that like once it goes live, it's going under contract in like, you know, less than 24 hours. And so we're having to, if you have it priced, if you have it priced correctly, that's correct. Um, (laughs) Sellers, sellers, those of you considering it's only if you have a price. Correct. That's right. You can't necessarily price it twenty or thirty thousand dollars more just because we're in a seller's market because this ain't no Denver right. or you know people LA. ain't paying above appraised value. That's right. So where we are right now is a kind of an awkward market just because we have to jump up so quickly. So if if a house gets listed at four o'clock and your your client texts you and says, "Oh my gosh, I just saw this online," and you're like, "Okay, let me jump up right now and go," so that's why we've been having a hard time getting together to record because I mean you've been showing so much. We've been writing so many offers, and right now, with it being a seller's market, you might write 10 different offers on 10 different houses, but if they've got eight or nine offers, you may not get it. More than likely, you're not going to get it. So Mm -hmm. it's just been kind of a hectic market for us. And then, of course, we've got a lot of buyer's responses for inspections and all kinds of interesting stuff going on. But what do you have going on, Ansley, in the real estate world? Um, I have two different inspections going on right now. Um. That we're talking back to negotiations with. Um, and those have been, you know, they're luckily my sellers are like awesome people and they're like wanting to do whatever it takes to push forward, but that isn't always the case. Um, it definitely being in a market like this makes you more prone to like want to just be like, no. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because we're it's not like, doing it. You know, you don't want to upset anyone. And honestly, the only reason, I mean, I don't, I don't suggest that ever, you know. Um, just like I don't suggest inflating prices. But um, I do think it makes it a little bit um, more intense for realtors, though, because it's like it makes our job a little bit more um, detailed because we're, you know, for instance, like when someone sends you a 45 page inspection and just says, do all the things on the summary. And you're like, Oh, okay. A 45 page inspection. Let's go through all, you know, 500 items and figure out the best response. But it makes it to where, you know, in the past you could maybe, you know, go through and figure out the big things or give an allowance and, and you're still having to do that. Don't get me wrong, but it's just a lot more work when it comes down to, you know, price because you're trying to respond quickly to figure out if you're going to put it back on the market because what if the quotes that you get are astronomical yeah. and the sellers can't do it but you're trying to help them because that's part of our job as realtors is to walk you through local contractors and mm-hmm. seeing you know okay and they're all swamped because the exactly. market's so crazy so it's not like you know three or four months ago I could get you a quote in like a couple of hours absolutely and now they're like uh uh when you need this buy because yeah. we've got 500 houses that we're trying to do in the next couple of days and I definitely think that it helps like you know to have a good relationship like we do with our contractors that we've been using for a long time but you know they get overwhelmed too and they have deadlines and so I think it it's just a weird market right now it's taking a lot of time I mean it's fun because I've never been in a seller's market 
Yeah. And so it's something interesting and different. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't want it to last forever. Right. But uh, it's definitely been, you know, the last couple months, I'd say it's been pretty intense and kind of different. And yeah, learning some stuff. Definitely learning some stuff, learning some stuff at a rapid pace. Um, I have a question. Okay. So um, <laughs> how do you, I have a question. How do you compartmentalize in your brain? So here's like, so I struggle because it's like, I so badly want to get this um, podcast recorded because I, obviously this is one of my favorite things to do. I love sitting in the, the recording room with you and, and going through life in general because it's just fun. But like in the back of my mind, I keep thinking like, okay, we got to do this response. I've mm-hmm. got this um, person that I've got to call, mm-hmm. this seller, this appraisal came in low. I got to do this. And so I'm like, you know, I got to at least dedicate to, you know, an hour to be able to record. So mm-hmm. what do you do when you have to compartmentalize, when you know that there's something in the back of your mind? Because mm-hmm. I struggle with being able to like focus a hundred percent when I know that there's like somebody in the back of the, in the back of my mind that needs like help. And I know that a lot of realtors struggle with that, especially people like us who have young children, you know, what do you do, Ansley, to balance your mind and kind of like say, okay, from 10 to 11, I'm doing this. And from 11 to 12, I'm doing this. Or, or are you able to do that? Um, I would say I've got definitely gotten much better at it. Um, over the years, I probably wasn't very good at it. Like in 2018, which was my first year with Brittany. Um, and it showed like it showed uh, in my personal life, in my, at me, my like physical health, my mental health. Um, so it just kind of, I don't know. I mean, honestly, it, I, my ability to car- compartmentalize has a lot to do with like with my relationship with God because a lot of times I'm just like, I can't handle all this. I, ca- I can't handle all this stuff. And like the only thing I know to do is just to be just blatantly honest and just trust that these people are going to understand, you know, this. And if they don't also having peace with like, if this person is mad because I haven't responded to a text in two hours, first of all, they don't know what I've been doing for two hours. I could be literally behind the wheel. And a lot of times I am. And when I'm behind the wheel, I let text messages accumulate because if I open them, first of all, I don't want to do it while I'm driving. But also if I open a text and I can't respond at that moment, the odds of me forgetting that I ever opened that text are very high. And so I like to leave them unread until I'm sitting down and focused. And of course, in the event, this helps me exponentially, but in the event that I know that I'm going to be tied up, if I can remember to like let people know ahead of time, that helps a lot, which that's like really hard to, to just like remember to do that. But like, um, I mean, that work-life balance is hard. It's really you know? hard. It's and, really and hard. Everybody and, goes through it. I mean, every job. But I you have know? a piece now that I never had before that I, that's just like, you know what? If this person is upset with me because I don't want to meet him in person, I don't want to meet him at a house before I meet him at the office or I don't, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. In this market especially, like, I keep looking at my phone every time it lights up because of the fact that we are in a market where, like, I could have a client whose house hit the market five minutes ago and it's not going to be there in two hours. And so then I've got to troubleshoot and I've got to make sure that I'm still doing my job. And that is one thing that I promise, like I'm always doing my job. Like even if you feel like, 
oh my gosh, I haven't heard from Ansley in 24 hours. I wonder if there's a problem. Like, no, I'm doing my job. And I also want people to know too, like, because a lot of times I'll have a client that says, hey, can you find the answer to this question? And I immediately will reach out to the person that's going to give me the answer to that question. But then I just forget to tell my client that I got the answer to the question. Right. So it's like, uh, and then later you get a text from that client like, hey, did you ever find out X, Y, Z? And you're like, oh, actually I did. But I never got back to <laughs> But I didn't tell you that yeah. I found out because there wasn't a problem. Right. Most of the time there wasn't a problem. If right. I would have gotten an immediate bad answer, I probably would have immediately called you and said, hey, actually, this is not the answer that you want to hear. But since it was a good answer, I'm... Sometimes I just move on to the next task. Oh, well, no. So I'm always working for you. That's the thing about the, since I've started doing real estate that I have really come to realize about myself is that I am a go to the next problem person. So like if I solve the problem, it never occurs to me to like give the solution to the person that asked if the problem was solved. Yeah. It's like, oh, problem solved. Next problem. Exactly. You know, like, and so then it's like, you know, hey, did you ever hear back from so? Oh, right. gosh, yes, I did. Exactly what you just said. But I have just the tendency to, especially in real estate, because people don't realize, like, how many different things we deal mm-hmm. with. And so it's not just uh, people think, oh, you just, you know, list the house, put mm-hmm. it in MLS, get some pictures taken, you're done. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, there's so many more details. And so yeah. a lot of times I find myself put the problem out, move on to the next problem. Mm-hmm. And people ask me all the time, they're like, or, or my husband. And it'll be like, what are we doing for dinner Friday night? And I'm like, it's Wednesday, honey. Like, I have not even gotten through. Yeah. Like, I don't even know I'm what still we're doing. Stuck in yesterday. Yes. 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 You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and then he's like, oh, I'm sorry that I tried to ask what we were doing, mm-hmm. you know, in 48 hours. And I'm like, oh, yeah, honey, I don't operate that way. Like, mm-hmm. I need, you know, I'm still working on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. But I guess, you know, definitely having God in your life and, or having that, faith that ability to lay it at the feet of your savior and just Mm -hmm. say hey you know i know that i'm working as hard as i can and if somebody doesn't have grace it's not like i'm just laying around you know eating bonbons and watching real housewives you know and sometimes you know i did i i I am drooling on the couch Mm -hmm. but i swear i'm not going to be drooling on the couch for more than like 45 minutes (laughs) but if i'm doing it it's because i'm growing a baby or because I was up until 2 a.m. Right. working other tasks and doing other things. And I just was literally, like, fell asleep on my laptop. Like, when that stuff happens, it's not, you know, and I can't speak for everyone, but, like, I will, I, we will never, like, let you down. I'm not trying to, like, well, not on purpose. our horns or whatever, but and- we will. Our intention is to always make you as happy as we possibly can. And we want you to know that you're a priority and we want you to feel like you're the one and only person. But a lot of times, you know, we're working 20 different deals and we're Mm -hmm. trying to make sure that we have the best for everybody. We want to give the same consideration to every client. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not we don't want to play favorites or, you know, we want to make everybody happy and feel fulfilled and and make sure that they feel like they got the best service that we can give them, you know. Yeah. So if we're drilling on the couch, like you said. It's only for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, and if you wake us up. Well, if, when I wake up from that from that drool, I'm going to be freaking out. I'm going to be like, oh, my God, what time is it? What did I miss? Blah, blah, blah. Like, Absolutely. It's can just, you remember the last time you, like, randomly fell asleep during the middle of the day? Like, mm-hmm. I can't even remember the last time I randomly fell asleep at night. I no. usually fall asleep responding to text messages or emails. And Yeah. It's learning when, like, to turn it off at night is really hard. And, like, all, but then also... Like right now, I have these sweet, sweet, sweet clients in Las Vegas, 
And I always have to remind myself that when I'm in bed at nine and I'm like, oh my gosh, do I really have to do this thing right now? It's 930 or whatever. It's only 730 where they are. Right. And like they've just gotten home and gotten their kids fed. And now they want to talk about this offer and they want to talk about this house. And I have to keep that into consideration too, is sometimes there are these time differences where you're like, you know what? Like it's, it's six o'clock here, but it's four o'clock there. And they're just now about to be at home and be able to talk about this stuff. And you have to make yourself available and you do. And that's that's the biggest thing is, is always trying to be available. But you know, that's the difference between having like that nine to five where, you know, maybe you're a nurse and you work on shift. I'm not saying you don't bring your work home with you, but that's kind of the, the, I guess the blessing and the curse of being a real estate agent is that, you know, we have to obviously make time when somebody is physically available to see houses. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of times those little minute tasks get put off until the evening time when we're also trying to spend time with our kids when they're out Mm -hmm. of school. And so a lot of times it's a, you know, struggle. So that's why I was just curious how you compartmentalize your tasks. And I know you've gotten a lot better. I write them down. Yes, to, I yes, have to write them yes. down. Like I have a, li- I have a to do list that is always growing. Every time I check something off, I write a new thing, and then at the end of the day, I go through that list and I ask myself about every every task. I say, if I do this right now versus in the first thing in the morning, is it gonna change anything? Is it gonna benefit anything? Yeah, and. and you know, the answer sometimes when you've got a counter offer on the table and the deadline is noon the next day, for example, and you know what your sellers want to counter with, but you just haven't found that five minutes of dead time for you to write that counter offer up. It's like, I can write this counter offer up at eight o'clock in the morning because our deadline isn't till noon. So like I delegate, you know, stuff like that too. Or if, you know, we've got an inspection to respond to and I know that we have 72 hours to do it. I can do this in the morning. I don't have to do this right now. And I feel like being well, able to also explain to your clients like, hey, going to get this done, going to talk to you first thing in the morning, you know, it's just like. But see, I think that's. It can weigh you down. All those tasks can like weigh you down if you don't. Absolutely. But I think that's like the balance of trying to let someone know that my heart is to serve you. My intention is to serve you immediately. And that's why my mind goes to that. Mm-hmm. But I also have to remember that like my heart and my intention is to serve my children immediately and are also mm-hmm. to serve my husband immediately or my friends that need me or my parents. Uh-huh. And so sometimes it's a, like, it's, I just want everybody to know my heart wants to jump right on it and get on it. Mm-hmm. But my mind might not be able to give a hundred percent of what my heart wants to give. Right. And so it won't be the best response, you know, that I can give unless I have both the heart and the mind focused at the same time. So, and then I have another question since we kind of answered that. Okay. Okay. So do these teas make you pee a lot? Well, it's a lot of liquid. Yeah. Cause it, they make me pee a lot. I just, but I, mean, I love them. I mean, it's probably, <laughs> I mean, it's probably, make you pee a lot, Chris. Uh-huh. Okay. Good. It's probably three bladderfuls. Yeah. I mean, like right now I'm sitting here like trying to think if I should, you know, just hold it or, cause I mean, this is leather that I'm sitting on, so it wouldn't hurt it that bad, but I just think that you probably wouldn't excited if I peed on your couch so maybe we should take a a break yeah so this is be... a prime example of what I'm talking about the podcast can wait the pee can't so that, go very ahead. good point you know what found our title <laughs> <laughs> I <Okay>. peed <laughs> <laughs> I feel better I'm so excited for you um 
I just burped, and I hope that it doesn't smell the same way that it smelled when I was eating a hard. I was eating a hard boiled egg. Actually, I just finished it, and Brittany was like, "Do you smell that? It smells like someone pooped in here." I well, like, and I mean, and I wouldn't. It's just a hard boiled egg. Yeah, but hard boiled eggs smell like gas sometimes. Like they do, they smell like flatulence. They smell like well, the store bought when you when you hard boil like a regular like store bought egg, they don't have. They're not as pungent. Like, my chicken's eggs are more pungent. So do you feed your chickens something special to make their eggs smell like that? Um, no, they just eat what chickens ne- actually really need to create nutrient-dense eggs. They eat bugs and worms and lizards and frogs. And um, I, I, one one had a baby bat once. Um, oh. Sometimes they, I mean, like, you know, Betty. Was the smell eat, different with the egg um, when they ate the bat versus no, the... No, no, but okay. they... Like you that, know, that one chickens, that you were eating was pretty pretty pungent. The I'm chickens that you eat, the chick, the the chick, the eggs that you buy in the store, and I'm not talking about like the farm raised whatever organic. Which I mean, honestly, let's to say farm raised organic, like it, it could come on, they're all the same color. Mm-hmm. So, but the ones like the the cheap dozen like white eggs, like those eggs come from chickens that are literally pumped with like a nutrient source and like they're just chicken blobs that just just lay eggs all day and they don't like they don't even they're not even chickens really they're just like these chicken organisms they're chicken clones i would say wouldn't you say chris something like that chicken clones a lot of some of them don't even have feathers and eyes or anything and they just sit in these things and they just like are pumped with whatever they their bodies need and they're they're put under Lamps and like to get their vitamin D because they have to like anyway they're in a lab essentially and they just like blue out eggs all day long and that's their lives so that's kind of the difference when you buy something organic I guess is that the thing like when they label okay like or what is it like farm fed to table or something I don't know but like organic it just means that they don't have certain like chemicals they can still be you can do an organic you can have an organic egg. From a chicken that's been cloned and like that's just a chicken blob that poops out eggs. You can have it can still be organic. That just means that they're not like shot up with like steroids and like dyes and stuff. Mm, okay. But if they say that they're farm raised or like free range, then they're supposed to have a certain amount of space. But in order to be a quote unquote free range chicken, you only have to have like three to four square feet per chicken. So that's literally like this much space per chicken. But that's because they're trying to say free range because they have a more natural food source. Is that the... Yeah, that's what they're trying to say. They're trying to say these chickens are happy. Yes. It's so that the like vegetarians, but who still eat eggs will buy their eggs because they're like, you know, people who are like, you know, Peter. Well, I mean, I, I I do feel for those chickens that like. Did, did you say that they don't even have like eyes? And yeah, stuff? like that's. <laughs> I mean, that's like freaky. I mean, I feel for that. I don't want to like eat something that was tortured. Yeah, I mean, that feels like torture. You know. Yeah, and so, I mean, if you believe, you know, I believe that they have their own little spirits and souls. So even if they're not like the same as ours, they still know, have an essence. You, you know, know, an aura. God views his animals as very special. And he says he knows when the when each sparrow falls. He That's knows. true. So That's true. Like, I don't know. Um, but I do know that we're supposed to eat them, too. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I we're like. to respect them. Yes. 
and like not torture them. them, but like love, you know, thank you for the sacrifice of feeding us. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't just people, I don't want to just kill to kill. You know, right. obviously if we kill, we eat it. Right. Um, but that, I think that is important to have that respect for the animal, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of like the Native Americans, you know, they gave thanks and, you know, thank the spirit that gave them, yeah, you know, of course, the meat. And of course. that's how they live. So, um, but so anyway, my chickens, the reason why they're eggs and why people who have like true free range chickens are different, smell different, taste different is because they're eating like they're eating so I'm sure many Chris different loves things. It when you do that, huh? When you stir your tea like that, I'm sure he just like loves it. He's probably like, oh, I have to edit we're this. We're just gonna do a little. Um, Let me create a little work for this. We're just gonna do tea a shake. little tea oh. ASMR. I'm not editing that tea out. It's impossible to have to edit out the whole phrase that you. I'm gonna do some tea AS. Can I do some tea ASMR real quick? Watch this. What is she doing? Okay, I feel like you need to do this. Yeah, I was like that. This is. Wait, I'm not. I haven't even gotten to the end. Can I get to the end? I can't hear anything. (laughs) Do you know what ASMR is? No. I don't. What is ASMR? Am I supposed to know what that is? What's ASMR? <laughs> Hold we... on. Let me. Can I finish my session? Oh. Nobody can even hear that. Shh. All right. I'm done. So, uh, tell me what, 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 what ASMR is. ASMR is like audio stream. Mr. Manager. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Some like sensory thing, and people have these really sensitive microphones and crinkly like tapping. Oh my god! I thought y'all were were talking about like tingly something. I don't really understand. I thought y'all were talking about something sexual. No, autonomous sensory meridian response. So, oh, I'm sure all y'all knew that, right? I'm sure everybody listening knew what ASMR. People in the podcast world absolutely know what ASMR is, but like your your average listener is probably going to learn something. So ASMR is. Yeah, is like this really funny thing that people started talking about, like what, probably like a year or so ago. People started really talking, like it became like mainstream. You forget that we lost a year. So this is where it's probably like I first heard about it like three or four Mm. years ago. Okay. So it's, it's been longer. But you've been about. also in the podcast world and stuff. But like, so ASMR is like people will do, they get these really ultra sensitive microphones and they'll do like really like tiny little sounds with things. Sometimes they do it with their mouth. I don't like the mouth sound ones, but some people do. But apparently you can listen to these things and you can find certain ASMR things that like you really like and that gets soothing and sometimes it's like sexually stimulating and sometimes it can put you to sleep. But like there are people like you can you can like YouTube uh soothing ASMR and it could literally be somebody like unzipping and like zipping a zipper or it could be somebody like nails crinkling. on a chalkboard. I mean, I'm sure there I mean, is does that on, like I'm sure there's nails on a chalkboard ASMR somewhere. Oh my god. If somebody deals with that, they're a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like seriously, I, I I'm just saying right now, like if they like yeah. that, then they're yeah, uh, they're messed up. It could also be like a weird like sex thing to be like, we're gonna have sex to nails on a chalkboard and see how you like it. Well, that um, just scared me. Yeah. Sorry. But like it'll it's always stuff like and like people like do like they're like, I'm gonna and they talk really quiet. I'm gonna play with. I'm gonna play with plastic airplane. Wonder Woman's invisible jet. Is like, that what they that like is? rub it on the mic? <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> you can see Ansley right now playing with this Wonder this Woman's clear is. jet, rubbing <laughs> it, it on the microphone. Wonder Woman's invisible jet. Oh, I was wondering what that was because there are other things that that could look like. I'm just being honest, <laughs> but hopefully there are things that you keep in a drawer <laughs> um, <laughs> of like children's hands. Anyway, sorry, um, but that is very interesting. So I hope all of you just learned about ASMR because I did. And now Brittany's gonna like she's gonna tell me tomorrow like okay, but I did find this ASMR and it's like this girl eating popcorn and it put me straight to sleep. <laughs> Dude, I hope it. That would be awesome if I could well, listen I to a girl eating popcorn. Tax office, I had a really bad tension headache and I looked one of the when you like you know I Google like lists of like ways to like relieve a headache yourself or something like that. One of them was like some some kind of ASMR and it was just like someone scratching on like the like microphone like kind of like a, a like, foam cover like that but like very strategically and like if you like close your eye it like felt like someone oh was like scratching your head for you yeah okay like, it's like it tricks your brain into thinking that it's happening and i it the headache went away so wow for that i was like okay. but yeah. then because i think i even showed you i was like well what else can they do and it was like And it, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was cringe. I was like, I can't watch it. I'm sorry. She was just talking about, like, she was just talking. Yeah, and but she's like stacking the things that she just bought from the store. Oh, oh yeah. Like it's like watching, you know, when you have kids, like, and they, I don't know, you put them on, like, the YouTube or whatever, and uh-huh. they're, like, watching another kid open a toy that they have, uh-huh. and they're, like, playing with that toy mm-hmm. that they have, and I'm like, oh, no, wait, you're... that's like at all. You're... Uh-huh. Oh, no, definitely didn't go through that phase. What? Yeah, no, kidding. he's... No. Oh, being facetious. I was like, like we went... We went through this phase where it was like, oh, my gosh, like, you have this in your room, and yet you want to go and watch another like kid open this toy and play with it. I'm like, is this giving you ideas? Like, what are you, what's the, I don't know. know. It's the craziest thing. But so my child, my son, Charlie, my six year old has obviously watched enough of these where now he tells me that he wants merchandise. He said, mommy, I want my own merchandise. And I'm like, what, what, what kind of merchandise do you want? Like, I'm just curious. And he's like, I don't know. Like all the things like the, you know, the t-shirts mama and the, and I'm like, 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 What's the little kid Ryan's world or something that he's oh, watched yeah. before, you know? And I'm like, Charlie, I, and he's like, but mama, like this, I mean, people watch this and we, I need to get my name and my, my stuff printed on here. And I'm like, what, what are you watching? <laughs> like you're oh, sick. Like, he wa- oh, he wants to like have Charlie's merch and like he wants to yes. like have merch. Yes. He wants to have his own channel. Oh, okay. And his, and he constantly is like, mommy, film me doing this or film me doing that. And I'm like, okay, we're getting off the, we're getting off the, yeah, the what Charlie TV. doesn't realize though is that these people that do this to their children on YouTube, it was not the kid's idea. Mm-hmm. These children, these parents probably belong like in prison somewhere. Exactly. Like, That's what I said. They, like, exploit their families, but they make a bunch of money off of it. So who am I to say? But they but their children are going to be damaged. I think when they don't live in the real world, when they the parents are the culprits here. And now I get it. Like coming from somebody, I was a child who like basically begged my dad several times a, a week to just film me doing performances and like doing dances and stuff like that so if i lived in this era i could see that child being like um no dad i need you to help me with my youtube channel now and my dad being like ansley i'm not and me being like no dad please and 
But these parents that I'm talking about are like way into it. It's not just like a kid. No, I know that. Like we have a lot of friends like in the neighborhood will post on their Facebook and be like, hey, you know, so-and-so wants you to tune in and watch her little YouTube channel and stuff like that. Like I get it. I'm not saying that that is like damaging, but there are some parents that like they are using their child to make a mm-hmm. living and that's where it's like child labor, so like you, you know. Yeah. And then you go to Walmart or Target or wherever and you see that you see that kid's like merch like you were talking about it's like oh they've turned this into like a now it's like they're getting products made overseas unfortunately probably by other children exactly i mean it's one thing for your kid to be like i mean i remember being a kid and being like dad film you know like not i mean obviously we didn't have you know cell phones but i mean i'd be like watch me dance dad or film my recital or you know like i get that and i I was like so much more annoying than that um but well i'm a lot older than you so (laughs) um but they i guess what i'm trying to say is i just find it surprising that like that's what he's like my kid is a dirt and rough and tumble play outside play in the mud and then like all of a sudden he'll just be like mom film me doing this or let's do you know like let's put this can i watch a video of myself doing this you know Mm -hmm. and i'm just like man this generation is it's like gonna be really interesting to see how they turn out as adults because Mm -hmm. you know i'm a child of the early 80s i was born in 82 so you know i didn't get my first cell phone until like 99 Mm -hmm. but up until that point, you know, it was really just like you only had TV and you went outside and played. I mean, yeah. and now it's like if you want to, you know, like on a rainy day or, you know, I, I, look, my point is that it just blows my mind that these six-year-old, five-year-old, four-year-old kids are like, Mom, I want my own merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, uh, how did you even know that word? You know, it's yeah. like, oh, well, I watched, you know, Ryan's World or whatever on yeah. TV. And I'm like, it never occurred to me to film you and put you I would have begged my dad to put me on the internet, but my dad would have absolutely hands down been like, absolutely not. Like, but you're really artistic. I mean, not. you've always, you and Chris both, y'all grew up playing instruments. Like, you're very artsy. Yeah, but you there's still so much predatory stuff. Like, there's still so much, like, I would even, I would feel so weird, even if Roscoe was, like, seven years old and, like, a guitar, like, prodigy and, like, what I, I would still think long and hard before I, like, put a video up of him just because, like, on... Well, look at Justin Bieber, right? And how he got famous. His mom posted his, you know, him singing when he was a kid on like YouTube or something or Google. And, and well, okay. I don't know, but (laughs) I'm just saying like, but I mean, I'm just saying like that. She was like, Oh, he's such a good singer. Right. And then look at him and like, I mean, Mm -hmm. Justin's not had an easy road, you know, in my opinion. I mean, like that. And I'm not saying that every, uh, it's a balance, obviously, with whatever they choose to do, because it's like, if my child wants to be in the dramatic arts and wants to be in that realm, like I want to support that, but I also have to protect him from the predators. Like you're saying, I mean, we can't let them end up like Britney Spears, you know? So we've got to balance that mm-hmm. is my point yeah. i guess yeah. i'm just saying it's just uh, it's, hard it's to just because it's always changing mm-hmm. all the platforms are changing constantly. yes and like they yes. can there are programs where people can literally like undress your kid on the internet like what you can like like people you know will be posting and i'm guilty of it like posting a cute like thing of like their toddler and they've like censored They've like censored their butts or like censored their whatever. And like people literally will go in there and spend hours to like just to make them naked again and like exploit that as child pornography. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just like, 
I mean, it's the same as like a deep fake. Which is, I like, mean, oh, that face looks like it's on this person, but not Jim Carrey's. Yeah, so that, they'll take your kid's face and put it on a body all day long. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. I know. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, now look, I'm sitting here I, thinking like, I, what, I what was the last on, picture I put on Facebook of my kids? <laughs> like, I mean, you know, it's yeah, like, you it, it's not like avoidable. Paranoia. You don't want to live in paranoia. Yeah, it's no, not, God's got this. You're yeah, right. it's I mean, just it's just like. But you're, yeah. you, Chris made a good point. I mean, the technology is ever changing and it's like, okay, you know, it's Facebook, then it's Instagram, then it's Snapchat, and then it's TikTok, and then it's, you know, like, what else is it going to be? And as the technology changes, you know, and kids get more and more interested. I mean, it's just so important to like limit their, their online. Like always know what they're doing. Exactly. Like I, I look at these, you know, some of my friends, there's like six year old daughters have phones and I'm just like, Mm-mm. wow. Like I, my kid's not going to have a phone until he's like 12. <laughs> Like, until he can literally, the only point that he needs a phone is if he's somewhere at a friend's house or somewhere that I'm not, and he has to call me, that's the only reason that he needs a phone, right, at that age. I mean, I really don't, I mean, do you need a phone until you're driving? I mean, I I didn't get a phone until I was driving. I got one when my mom, when I was allowed to, like, be dropped off at the movies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like when Mm -hmm. you're, so how old was that for you? 13. Okay. 14. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, you know, because it's like. See, when we were coming up getting dropped off places, there were pay phones and things like that. Yes. Everywhere. We just, um, we Googled, not a thing anymore, so we like Googled a pay phone to show Charlie yesterday because he d- couldn't understand a pay phone. And so we Googled one yesterday and mm-hmm. went through this whole story about how you, you, and then we had to show him like the dial up or the whatever phones where they did like the rotary, the, the rotary, you know, and he was like, wow, mama, like you, cause he, he didn't, he never heard a dial tone. Really, yeah. Yeah. you know, because I mean, imagine like always just having, you know, cell phones. And so when we call people and we're on speakerphone or FaceTime, you know, yeah, they've heard the ring, but they've never heard like the, like the home phone dial tone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. I was just saying that it just blows my mind that Charlie comes up sometimes and is like, Mommy, film me do this. I want to get my own merch. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm to Walmart right I know. Now. I'm like, let me, let me get on that, honey. Like, I'm thinking, in my mind, I'm like, wait, like America's funniest home videos? Like, okay, maybe I could, you know, that's what my mind goes to. Cause I mean, did y'all watch that growing oh, up? Yeah, yeah. I used to love that show. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I loved it. America's funniest home videos. Oh my, my gosh. Jam. I would watch it and laugh so hard all the time. Like, and it's so sad because like my favorite ones would be like, where they, you know, bust their lip. I mean, like, you know, busted or they slip and you're like oh my god that's so funny i hope they're okay or they like jump off the trampoline and miss the trampoline and like <laughs> bust their balls or something you know and it's terrible but you know, like you shouldn't laugh at that but i have to pee again and i, yeah, I do have to pee again i too. just want you to know that i you taught me such a valuable lesson about going ahead and peeing before like peeing should come before the podcast so yeah. thank you for um reminding me of my priorities and helping mm-hmm. me compartmentalize mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely um Guys, we'll catch, we'll see you around. Call us if you need us. Seriously, we mean it. Yeah, we do. Write us, call us, text us, listen to us. Don't email us though, because we don't really check that. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to make a joke about checking emails and getting back. To well, you. I mean, like, should last we time, check? Should we? Every time we check our email, really somebody's old. trying to like <laughs> sue us or something. <laughs> we always, we only check it when we meet. We're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we need to. Check we have on to that. check our email. Well, maybe we should. Some people take this a lot more serious. You know, yeah, we just do it for fun, and we want it to fun. be like a you know, yeah. hey, We're not threatening anyone. You know? <laughs> We're doing our own thing. So. Yeah. Can I pee first, or do you need to pee because you're pregnant? I can pee downstairs. No, <laughs> you pee there. I'll pee downstairs. You're pregnant. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.